behind home plate. We bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your enduring host, Matt Soroka, and as always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. Josh, 10 days away from opening day. I can't wait. I've enjoyed the World Baseball Classic, and like I know tomorrow's the championship game, USA's not made it and stuff, and that's down in Miami. That's all fun. But come on, give me some Orioles baseball. And hey, also, there's a preseason game on Masson tomorrow. So we get that, a little spring training game tomorrow. But yeah, 10 days, and then games start mattering. Josh, don't you think they should have canceled the World Baseball Classic after Edwin Diaz got hurt? He didn't get It wasn't even a baseball injury. It was just a fluke injury that he could have had walking around the mall shopping uh, in the offseason. Okay. Josh, don't you think th- they should have canceled the World Baseball Classic after Jose Altuve got, got injured? You're trying to bait me into a thing. The players love it. Countries outside of America love it even more. And Americans are starting to come around to love it as well. Josh, can I say something about the WBC? The yeah. <laughs> I almost tweeted this, but then I felt afraid to tweet it. Yes, because you cannot hate on the WBC. Because you cannot hate. Um, and I, I, I don't even want this to be, and then this is not me hating. This is just an observation, but I could see how someone could perceive it as hate. So I didn't put it on there cause it didn't get canceled on Twitter. But my thought is, um, that guy, oh, I don't know why it's like a name for the Astros, um, made, uh, your, uh, he made a great catch in left field or something. And he said like, it was better than anything he's done at the world series. Yeah. Play for the Astros. And, and I'm right. sorry. Can I just say? Nelson Cruz if, said this is the real World Series. Yeah, a bunch of people talked about, um, not any American players, I don't think. No. But and I think may, may, then there, so there might be something there. But, but for me, if Cedric Mullins was out there saying, you know what, I care more about the World Baseball Classic than I do about winning a World Series, I think I would have a little bit of an issue with that. I'd be annoyed. It's like, yeah. it's like saying you care more about country concerts than the Orioles baseball team. Yeah, like I get, like I like the World Baseball Classic. I'm watching it. I was into I'll, that. I mean, I texted I like, you. No one texted me back when Turner hit that home run to take the lead over Venezuela. But but like I'm also. No, I was saving it for the second home run. Okay. But but I'm also like, uh, I, I don't think the USA winning is like going to be the same as the Orioles winning the World Series. No, right? no, not at all. <laughs> we were talking not about at all. Here. Not at all. Um. But I will say, I do like, I am entertained by the fake Mike Trout quote going around on social media saying, I'm just uh, depressed that after this, I have to play 162 games with the Angels. Yeah. I'm a yeah. fan of that quote. But that he still gets to play. He's still not, when he plays the Angels, he gets to play with the best player in baseball. Exactly. He's still playing with the Tani. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it's setting up, and I'm, I don't know what the score of the game today is, but setting up for a Japan. I mean, Japan plays Mexico tonight. It's on right now. Right. And it sets up for um, 
I would I presume to be a, a Japan USA final, which I think is you know is how it should be. Yeah, Atani Atani versus Tr- uh, Trout. Yeah, I don't know. Is Otani going to pitch? I don't know. Uh, so we'll see how that lines up. But that should be fun and entertaining. And and listen, well, right now, of, yeah, Mexico is up three nothing. Oh, that's surprising! In, in the fifth inning, they had that uh, Roki guy starting for Japan who averages a hundred miles per hour at twenty one years old. Right. Um, but no, the Edwin Diaz injury, I actually like. Josh, he's he's a Mets guy, so I don't really care that much. Yeah, but he's a Mets. Guy. I was I, I couldn't help but think, like, what if? I mean, the equivalent would be Felix Bautista. Yeah. And what if we saw Felix Bautista play in the World Baseball Classic and get hurt? I'd be ticked too, to be honest. I would. I would. Even if it um, was a freak now, injury that could have occurred anywhere, even given that, like, that's my closer. I'm gonna be ticked now. Everyone. Hurt. Everyone's praising Steve Cohen and how he tweeted, "Oh, he's a great guy," and hope it all is well. Um, but there's also to be said, there's insurance taken out on the World Baseball Classic, so now Steve Cohen doesn't have to pay for him this year. So Is Steve Cohen gets to pocket that money. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if it's very like non, because like, they have rule like non-team injuries. Like, does that right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, non-baseball so injuries. Insurance covers that for Steve Cohen. So I mean, I'm sure he'd like to have him on the team, but he's at least not out the money. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's. Minim- uh, he reduces his chance of winning the World Series because Edwin Diaz is arguably the best closer. Sure. So, Agreed. And you hurts. But yeah, no, Saturday, Josh, was like, I was thinking about this on Saturday. That was like one of the best sporting days I can recall happening. It's so <laughs> That's not the baseball season. It started for me in the morning with T-ball and Silas right. had a game. Right. The other coach canceled, but my coach never got the message. So it ended up turning into a practice. Whatever, it's fine. And then we got home, and I turned on the Orioles game and got to see Grayson Rodriguez pitch. And then after that, I watched a ton of basketball. Then after that, I turned on the World Baseball Classic and watched the World Baseball Classic. Then after that, um, I was too tired, but I stayed up and watched the majority of the Maryland bat, bat, basketball game that started at 10.05 p.m. I went to right. bed after midnight watching that stupid game. Yeah, we but, but it was, it was just a, a, for the Terps. It was just a full day of, uh, of sports, and it was pretty – Pretty darn enjoyable on Saturday. <laughs> Meanwhile, your wife's texting me home repair stuff while you're just sitting down yeah, watching TV. I, I got to watch the sports. There's uh-huh. no time for the home repair gotcha. when I'm watching the sports. Emily knows that. I, That's why she's texting you. I, I have no idea what Emily even texted you because I don't even know what the issue <laughs> I, is. I know. Because Emily would not even Emily would not even know it's not even bring it up. Nope. I know. So I know. Don't worry. I got it. I sent her in the right direction. All right. Um, Good. I don't want to know about it. My... Uh, my little league game got rained out on Saturday, so we did not have a game. You still uh, the same number of players? Yeah, it actually worked out well because we were only going to have six players for that Sunday because it's spring break. Last week was spring break down here, so we just finished up with spring break. But it worked out because last week I had my first softball game on Tuesday, and by Thursday I was hurting so bad. After now I'm on a team that plays double headers. So after playing two games on Tuesday, I was hurting so bad that I gave in and went and got a massage. You got a massage? I got so I got a massage when we were on the cruise. And I don't think I ever told you about it on the podcast. Um that they said my muscles were so tight that it's like 
it's dangerous and I have ma- I'm gonna have major issues if I don't start getting regular massages. Okay. That's it sounds like something to say to everybody, but okay. Yeah. Sounds like so, a way to get you more massages. That's what I thought too. So then I gave help and it took me till March. That was in December. So finally I'm all hurting. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do this. And I go there and this masseuse tells me that my muscles are like are tight and all wound together like beef jerky. Mm. So you got some muscle issues. And apparently that's why I've had headaches and stuff. But during this massage, something came up related to Section 336. Because we, we talked about something years and years ago where, where Michael Phelps got headlines for doing it. Ah, yes, the, where they suck your very soul out of you. Right. You're the suckers. So, so they, they said, they, right, for the cupping. Oh, yeah, the cupping. Cup yeah, so they said I needed the cupping. Yeah. So I don't know if you can see this uh, on my arms a little bit. Uh-huh. But look at this. Did they the just spread leeches all over you to suck your blood? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's gross. Looks like you got beamed with some softballs. I know. It's, isn't it gross looking? Yeah. So I got to experience the Michael Phelps cupping on Saturday, and now my back is going to look like a pepperoni pizza for three to four weeks. Are, are you a great swimmer now? Have you tried swimming? You I have not tried through? swimming. It was cold yesterday and today. That's a good point. Okay. I've never been able to do the uh, the butterfly stroke yeah, properly. Butterfly, yeah. So I will have to go out there and let you know how my breaststroke goes. Yeah, absolutely. So are you going to be now making recurring visits to a masseuse, Josh? Is this part of I, your routine I believe now? You I might be- as well add the chiropractor to while you're at it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing the chiropractor thing. Uh, it is to be determined if it's going to be every two weeks or once a month until – uh, my muscles are no longer like beef jerky, apparently. Mm, it could take a while. You're going to get a yeah. bunch of herbal essence and salts up in your room. I know Emma's I've, uh, got these things that smoke I, and light up different colors oh, that we I've have been, throughout our house, whatever yeah, they are. Got, we, we have those. I've been doing okay. that. Okay. And I've been doing the salt baths after after softball that's supposed to loosen everything up as well. Yeah. So I, But I gave into the massage, and it was not a relaxing massage. On the cruise, it was very relaxed, and I fell asleep. Yeah, this person beat me up, and I was sore afterwards. Yeah, so just uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, but is female or male? This was a female, but okay. very very strong. Okay. At Fair one way. point, she was on the table, on top of me, running uh, her aggressive. knees into my thighs. Oh, that's very aggressive. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I have I showed you my back, but I have those marks all over my arms and legs and stomach as well. All right, hey, so, whatever floats your boat. We'll see whatever, whatever you're into. I'm told it works. We got and I, thing. I was just thinking about. I believe we even had like a doctor or someone on to talk about Michael Phelps doing the cupping. Uh, yeah, I know we ago. spent some time talking. We spent about time that. on it, and it was fun to to do it myself. All right, well. But better you than me. I'm not seeing a masseuse anytime soon or uh, <laughs> no. or getting cupped. Right. Not, not in that soon. sense. Yeah. How, how's T-ball? Any better T-ball experience week two? What, what, no, I mean, just had the game that was canceled. So we just turned into a practice, Josh. Though I watched that, the practice, uh, the whole time I'm like, oh, crap. All I can think of is I'm going to end up coaching. I'm going to have to coach. I don't know if I can sit there and watch this. I, I, I don't want to coach, hey. but I don't know if I can watch someone else coach either. I I, I, mean, I don't know what to do here. So it's, it's right. going to be – I'm in a tough spot here. That's what happened to me is I was assistant coach uh, because I felt like I had to do something. And then being assistant coach, I got I can't annoyed do the with, assistant thing. Yeah, I, I got annoyed the with the head coach 
So now I'm head coach. Yeah. Yeah. That so might, now at least when the assistants bug me, I at least know I'm the one in charge and I'm the one responsible. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I had my first softball game, first church softball game. Okay. I don't even want to talk about it. I just, I found it, Josh. I, I don't even know if I like softball anymore. I find, I found it to be, I found it to be so depressing. Why? We need to, you know, we talked before, we need to get Sam, our boy Sam Dingman on here because he did that podcast about Cal Ripken, yeah. which really added no insight to the Cal Ripken thing. No. But what it, what <laughs> no, it did, it <laughs> but what it did, what it did but, do. No, it did. What it did do is it spread the story of Cal, the Cal Ripken story that we know and love to the rest of the country. Yeah. But what I really liked about the podcast is he talked about kind of his personal experience as a fan and growing up as a fan and kind of transitioning as a daughter into fanhood. Yeah. And that's something I relate to a lot. I think of the, the young version of me, you know, going to Camden Yard, just being pumped with the whole atmosphere. Then I think, you know, going to college and it was kind of cool going to college, being an Orioles fan because everyone were the butt of all the jokes. And I don't mind that. I like right. being the underdog, you know, a bunch of Braves fans that, that down there during their, when they were good. So whatever, I don't care. Um, but I enjoyed that. Like that in college, really, the Orioles formulated my identity. Um, I was known as the Orioles fan and, yeah. and, and for good and bad. And then after college, you know, you get married. Josh, you have kids. I don't, but I'm married. You're married with kids. And then Orioles games become this place for me, you and dad to get together, you know, once or twice a week during the summer and hang out, talk about sports, politics, life, whatever. Um, and that and that became just the, this place to hang out, right? And sometimes read a book, um, and, and which that, is kind of what this podcast has became as well. Yeah, and and that and this podcast was an it's outgrowth a, of those games. Yeah, it really is hanging out. That's all this. That's all this podcast is. Is we don't get to games as much together. So now it's just we talk here on Mondays. Yeah, and I didn't really want to go here with this episode. But now I'm here doing this old man nostalgic thing. But in the softball game, we're, we're no, apparently we're known for the old man. Yeah, that's fine. Let's embrace it. But I found, Josh, this is the first season, and I haven't played with you in a few years. Yeah. But we started playing softball together, like in, when I was in college. So, so, yeah. so this is going back like twenty years. Yes. We've been playing church league softball together. Yeah. And it's this weird is, to not play with you. I found I find it to and, and and this is the first time ever not playing with you or dad. Right. Um, and I, I just found it so depressing. Like, I don't even know if I like softball. I like playing with you. I like playing with dad. I don't even know if I like just playing softball. <laughs> I just, well, I like playing with you. And that relates to obviously sports, right? Like the thing I like about the Orioles is sure. I like, like yeah. Orioles, but I like hanging out, um, with you and dad and Bert and like talking about the Orioles. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of softball since I moved on from you, but yes, it's very weird. It's still it's not weird. The same. Yeah. And not the same because Baseball is so much of our family, and softball had become that. Where softball, as I tell my wife, when we played softball, I would be on f- first base, you'd take shortstop, and dad would take third base. The infield was us. Yeah. And it was, and it was the three of us yelling at each other and yelling at everyone else on the team. Yeah. And because uh, we were a third of that team, and that's, that's made it special. So I still love softball down here yeah. because of as I've grown older, I've transitioned to full-time pitcher. Okay. Which which I find works well because all the players are younger than me. Yeah. So I can still enjoy it, still have the competitiveness and, and as a pitcher. 
Yeah, but dude. yes, I totally miss playing with you and Dad. I tried to get Dad um, back in the fall league. He was down here, and I tried to get him to come sub in for a game. Yeah, and I guess he hasn't played in a while either. And this isn't church leagues anymore, so apparently it's a little higher competition than we're used to. Yeah. So he was a little scared to come out there. Yeah, yeah, and I, I yeah, if I were him, I wouldn't do it either. And I, I mean, I want to play third base in these leagues because <laughs> they hit the ball too hard. Yeah. But, but no, I found myself just so depressed because all I was thinking of, like, yeah, like you can try to try to reclaim that and try to you know invite dad back, but. It's never going to happen again. No. Those days of playing softball together are done, and it makes me incredibly depressed. No, yeah, totally. When you were in Maryland, we would get – occasionally I'd get maybe one game a year I could sneak up there for and play with you guys and fill in on the church team up there. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't even know if Dad's going to be there in the summer to to even – when we go up there to even play in those games. I know. I know. I don't know if we uh, – I don't know if we'll ever play softball together. You're right. I know, that's all I was yeah. thinking about the whole time. I'm sitting there playing second base, and I'm just sad. Well, <laughs> sad. What's, we're winning seventeen to one, and I'm sad. Well, that's that's like that's like my that's like my World Series nightmare. My yeah. my, where well, I, and this goes. Derek, this is my first time being full time in Georgia, watching the whole World season. So yeah. this is very much related. Totally, I told you, I have a recurring nightmare that I'm because I have embedded into my brain. When the Cubs went to the World Series, and the man watching t- watching the game on his phone uh, up against his dad's headstone, and I had that ingrained in my head of I don't want to be that guy. But the way the Orioles have been so bad for so many years, it was like I was that was my fear is I was going to be that guy one day, either yeah. in the ground or next to it. Yeah, or the old what's the old Browns joke where the guy is uh, wants the Browns football team to lower him into the into the grave so they can let him down one more time. Right, right exactly. Yeah. Same type of thing, but just family. You're right. This podcast, the reason this podcast has been going on, I mean, it's the end of March. This is our 10 years. We started it the end of March 10 years ago. Right. So this we're 10 years in now, and it's all because it's family. Everything yeah. about our love for the Orioles is family, and it's hard for people to understand that sometimes, uh, especially now that we're all separated, but it is. It's family. Well... Ten years ago, Josh, we were in the prime of our churching softball days. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it just, I just feel like I'm at a different stage. You are of my fandom, and it, it and it's it's fine. Like I'm accepting this. I'm okay. I'll never play softball with you guys again. Whatever. I'm okay with that in an official league way, and I'm okay with that. But it's also part of me is kind of uh, just kind of sad about that. I get it. Yep, I've been there. Right. I had to kind of process that a few years ago. You're processing it now. It's it's sad, and it does tie into baseball, and that's why it's so exciting that the Orioles are going to be fun again this year, that it's fun to root for this team again um, yeah. because we will have that. The The text messages of games will be nonstop, and it'll be every night and all because it's all about family. Well, yeah, I mean, we did we did a few up. I mean, we did talk about this quite a bit a couple years ago and a few years ago. Like how to survive a season when you know your team is going to be terrible <laughs> and like right. finding ways to not watch every game, finding ways to like pick your spots, finding your favorite kind of players who everyone will forget about in three years. This is not that like this is every game is going to be must watch because every game you get to watch Adley and Gunner and Cedric and you get to watch a bunch of good baseball players every single day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about this season. Josh, today we're going to talk about our rosters. I, I, I'm pretty confident 
I'm confident about 25 of the 26 guys <laughs> I'm going to talk about today for my for the final roster. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pumped. You 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 want to get into some roster talk here? Well, uh, real quick, let's talk about these these iTunes reviews as we're on the old man. Okay, segment. okay. let's let's focus. I, on I'm this. sorry, I went nostalgic. I'm showing my age. Guys who are 20 have no idea what I'm talking about. All right. So but I'm just saying your fandom goes through some stages. All right. Just be prepared. All right. So it also makes you wonder, by the way, you know, it makes you, you know, what, what dad's going through and how dad's experiencing this as well. Because in fairness, dad was the last person left in Maryland. You left. Then I left. He was kind of leaving, but he still has a house there. You know, uh, he's the last one standing. Let's, if we can teach dad, oh, uh, you know what? Let's do it opening day weekend. We're going to be up there. Let's get dad on the podcast and let's talk a little bit with him. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Because, you know, dad, last year, dad tried to play old man softball without us. Yeah. And oh, yeah, had, yeah. I knew that. And yeah. he did. He did for a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, he I didn't. I don't think he made it to one game. No, no but he, well, he did something. Tryouts, he went to the practices. tryouts. He okay. went to the tryouts. And I think he hit, I think he must have had that same real reality hit that you and I have had playing alone. I mean, I'm ready to not show up to another game. I get it. I'm ready to like, I'm thinking about not playing. I mean, it's my church. So it's like, I okay. went to church with these people. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what kept me going was I have some, had friends and then I built friendships in there. Yeah, I don't do that. have close friends so, there, but the potential for friendship there certainly. I've switched. I've switched teams and leagues this past season, though. That's a classic Josh move. He likes to to switch who he's with. No, he likes to dump organizations, jump into new organizations. No, 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 no. no. He, he's uh, the, Kevin Durant the, chasing the ring. No, the last team uh, imploded on me, and I had another team that would had I'd already been playing with a couple years as like a fill in guy. So now I'm just full time over there. All right. Hey, do you so, guys play with the nets up for pitchers? Yes. Well, with the fence, you mean? Yeah, like you throw behind the fence. Yeah. So you throw next to the fence, and then yeah. I tuck behind the fence. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. I've always been like, oh, I'm a man. I'm not jumping behind that fence. I got a welt on my thigh, and I've caught multiple balls where I've uh, caught the ball at my face and fallen over. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've had a lot of bang-up injuries. So this off-season, I purchased a face mask for myself. And I put it on for the first game, and I was like, this is ridiculous. So I thought I didn't wear it, but I am now hiding behind the fence. And I, I feel like it's an old man move, but I'm there for it. All right. We, we can get to it. our I – was, I was, that was new to me when I played our game. Um, do we can get to this? You didn't these- play during COVID. During COVID, they had two home plates. Oh, Really? Yeah, because you didn't want to interact with the catcher, so you would run to a different home plate than the catcher. Oh, that's fine. Explain that to me, how that helps with COVID when there's still first base, second base, and third base. Josh, you're not bringing me back into the COVID discussion. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, right. we're moving on. Um, but no, right. this is a couple it's, iTunes reviews yeah, in based response on, to um, we a get, poor right. iTunes review, which had the headline, Boo This Show, which I think a Boo This Show is a bit aggressive. For a headline uh, of an iTunes, and now boo this show was a very old man comment to then trash us for being old men. Yeah, yeah, boo! But yeah, yeah you guys, the three three sixers came out last week to kind of shut that down. We got two reviews, two five stars, which will help keep giving the five stars. Let's bury that Jay Gibbons guy. Yeah, thank you for those reviews. Appreciate it. All right, uh, first one up is from Old Man Bill. Great podcast, five stars. Maybe it's because I was born before 1990, but I love the talk about all things O's. Keep up the good work. 
And then FC Graham said, Old Man Yelling at Clouds, five stars. I've already given the show a review, but in light of the Jake Gibbons review, it seemed appropriate to leave another. The Old Man Yelling at Clouds vibe is the best reason to listen to Section 336. It's like talking O's baseball with your friends, but Matt and Josh are more knowledgeable than your friends. Get out of here with your one-star old cranky man review. So, hey, not only did they give us five stars, they think we're knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it de- depends what, how much your friends know. Um, if we know more than them, I guess it depends who who, who your friends are. Yep. Maybe you need to pick better friends too. Maybe that's part of it as well. We know more about the Orioles. But yeah, but thank, no, you. We, thank you. We appreciate those five star reviews to bury the Jay Gibbons review. Keep, keep them coming. Operation Barry Jay Gibbons reviews continues. Right. Not the real Jay Gibbons. We're good with the real Jay Gibbons. No, yeah. Jay Gibbons, star of Wedding Crashers. Yeah, we love Jay Gibbons. Friend of the show. <laughs> star of Wedding Crashers. He's <laughs> on the TV in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe when he was on the show, we asked him about we it. We asked right? him about it. I think Bird I, asked him about it. Yeah, I think he was. Didn't he go to the movie theaters without knowing he was yeah, in there? And I think there's something him? like that. Yeah, I think there's something like that. Yeah. It's a good story. Yeah. yeah. So look for Jay Gibbons in Wedding Crashers. Um, all right, you, all right. So now we can get to our rosters. Yeah, we're twenty five minutes we, in. Let's talk. Before some we baseball. run out of time in the show, can we talk about the <laughs> Orioles? Yeah, actual players. Yeah, because we're winding down. Uh, what's there? A week left. A week left to spring games. Eight games left to spring games. Something like that. Yeah. Like I said, tomorrow they're going to be on Masson. Make sure you watch. Split game today. We won them both. All so, right. All right. Where do you want to start with rosters? Let's start with the hitters. Good, good, good. Because that's where the easy answers are. Yeah. And this for me, Josh, my, and I got 13 hitters and 13 pitchers, which gives you 26 players total. Yeah. That's how, that's math. Okay. I know you're an English professor, but I mean, I think technically the Orioles could do 12 pitchers if they wanted to and 14 hitters, but I think they're, they're no. not allowed to give, have any more than 13 pitchers. Yeah. Which leaves 13 hitters. All right. All right. So catcher. I feel pretty confident that Adley Rutschman will be the starting catcher. Yeah. All this is based on as long as there's no injuries in the next week. But, yes, Adley, Adley Rutschman will be behind the plate on opening day. Yes. And James McCann will be on the bench as his backup. Right. Done. Got it. Easy. At first base on opening day. Is oh, see, I was going to say first base. There's a little trickery with first base. Well, the starting first baseman, I think, is done, right? Yes. Ryan Mountcastle. Ryan Mountcastle. There's no yep. debate there. No debate. Um, let's skip second base for a second. Shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you the other way around was easier. Shortstop. Gun, uh, Gunnar Henderson. No. No, I know. Uh, Jorge Mateo. I think so, right? Yeah. I mean. He did could, enough last year that you're not going to bump him. Yes. You could make an argument that our team is better with Gunnar at shortstop. I mean, Jorge Mateo's numbers this preseason – or this spring training, have not been good. He's been 200. He has eight but, strikeouts. He only has yeah. one extra base hit. But Gunners hasn't been good either. Yeah, I mean, but Gunner at least had that massive home run today or, yes, yes. or earlier today. He had one today, yes. Yeah, but like the upside for Gunner Henderson is much higher than the upside for Jorge Mateo. Yes. I'm just saying, to start the season, Jorge Mateo, I feel pretty good, is going to be our starting shortstop. But I wouldn't be surprised if come June or July, Gunnar Henderson's our everyday start shortstop. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they haven't been able to trade Mateo. 
this off like like this past couple weeks with the injury in LA and stuff. I'm surprised. It seemed like you could have gotten Mateo out there. Well, there was the injury to Gavin Lux for LA. Then there was the inter- interview, uh, the injury, not inter- injury to um, Jose Altuve, uh, who was going to be out for a while. And so it seems to me between those two teams, also you take into play, you know, how well Jordan Westberg has right. played. It seems like you can make an argument for Ramon Arias or Jorge Mateo to be traded. Um, but you don't know what those conversations are like. I don't know how active, like, I don't know, because you're also giving up a bunch of years control. What's the asking price for those guys is what we don't know. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if Michael Elias has been on the phone with both those teams. Right. Yeah, you would think so. But, um, yeah, Matei and Urias both kind of down springs, but you trust them based on the season, last season. Yeah, so Mateo at shortstop, third baseman is Gunnar Henderson. He's okay. got that spot. All right. So that, and then second base, Josh, um, I think the starting second baseman is Adam Vav- Frazier. Vavra? No, I think it's Frazier. Frazier. So then, all right, so now you've got Vavra and Urias. Where are you putting them? Yeah, so those are my u- utility spots. All right. Vavra and Urias. All right, so now you've used up three bench spots. Two bench spots. Vavra no, you and Urias. Ma- you got McCann over there, too. Oh, yeah, 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 the catcher, yeah. So you got three bench spots. Sure. So then, okay, so you're going to have one more bench spot? Yeah, so I have four outfielders. Okay, all right. My outfielders are Cedric Mullins. Oh, crap. Uh, someone doesn't know how to do math. I just forgot to write Santander's name on there. Oh, see, I knew I knew there was something shady going on with you You keeping three, three second basements. All right, so I have Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, Santander yep. and Kyle Stowers. That works. Uh, Kyle Stowers works. And you're I, giving I, him I, the nod because he is having a better spring than McKenna. Yeah, full disclosure, I had Ryan McKenna on there. <laughs> I had to remove him because I forgot Santander. Right. See, so, something shady over there. So hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. No, I can do I can do McKenna too. All right. So look, as Sorry, a Rutschman, So we can have five bench spots. All right. Yes. So I have, um, I'll count them for you, Rutschman, McCann, Mountcastle, Frazier, Mateo, Henderson, Mullins, Hayes, Stowers, Santander, McKenna, and then yeah. Barbara and eight plus, Yeah, 8 plus 5 is 13. Gotcha. Yeah. I just named the 13 hitters on the team while, yep. okay. while you were doing that. Now, there's a little bit of a scary part that spring, spring bats have been quiet. Like four of those guys you mentioned are batting 200 or less. Right, and then if you want to, if you want to do it based on uh, on who's playing well and and who's hitting the ball, um, Franchi Cordero is batting five fifteen. Check out his stat. Well, yeah, he's had thirty three at bats and seventeen hits. How you like that for Franchi well, Franchi Cordero? Yeah, he's not on my team. Josh Ryan O'Hearn is, is batting. Josh Lester's playing really well too, but you don't have him in there. Yeah, Ryan O'Hearn is batting. Um, yeah, I want to go back to Lester in a second. But Ryan O'Hearn's batting 375 with an OBP of 444. Right. Um, he's not making the team. Kurt, so Kerstad's at 400. Well, he's, he's crushing the whole, ball. He's on a whole different planet. Josh, you mentioned Josh Lester. Yeah. Can you explain to me. I haven't. I never heard of this guy before. He was a minor league signing. I never even heard of him. Um, why does he lead the team in at bats? He has 43 at bats, and someone who I thought had a kind of well, a running chance, like O'Hearn. Only has 24 at bats, almost half the at bats for someone like O'Hearn. 
compared to a Josh Lester. I'm just surprised Josh Lester's playing so much. Um, I can't explain it because Lester also he's a third baseman. So he's, he's played some first base too, I think. But yeah, right. But like you know, if he was an outfielder, I would say, oh well, it's because of the World Baseball Classic. It's because he's a veteran. Because he's been, yeah, he's and been, I, uh, I, I he's a veteran minor played. leaguer though. He's got no major league experience. Yeah, but and we don't been, have a lot of depth at third base specifically, right? If Gunner's not playing there, you can put your rise there, I guess. Right, and I I guess it's because he's new to our system. We just got him. He's been in the minors for a while. He was, uh, let's see, was he a high draft pick? I don't know. I don't know. He came from the Tigers in their minor league system. I, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where I think he just needs to no, just he was, need a, a spot he was, position. He was picked 400 overall. So I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that other teams have needs there and we're trying to show stuff off. I I'm, I'm not sure if it's that deep, but maybe. Or it's the – has, where's he been playing? He's been playing first base some too, right? Yeah, I think he's playing mostly first. So it could third. also be that depth behind Mountcastle. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you you sign more kind of guys with major track records in O'Hearn, and um, even if you want to say Nomar Mazera, and certainly Franchi Cordero. Like I'm surprised they're not getting more playing time compared to a Josh Lester. And similar, and in, in a similar vein, I don't know. He was just who's second in bats. I mean, the at-bats is interesting. If you look at who's first in at-bats this spring training, is Josh Lester. Who's second is Heston Kerstaff, um, right. who is not going to make the majors. Even I mean, he's done everything right this spring training. He looks amazing. I'm pumped about Heston Kerstaff. But it's interesting. He's not going to make the majors. The guy with the next amount of at-bats is, is Westberg, right? Westberg, yeah, who's had a great spring training as well, batting over 300, uh, three doubles, a triple, a home run. Yeah. Almost it's, had another home run today. Yeah. It's preparing for the future. It's seeing what we've got if we want to trade some veterans out. Who are the young guys? Who's behind? I mean, Stowers was up there getting a lot, and McKenna was getting a lot, and they kind of – Stowers made the most of that. So yeah, I, think I mean, it's, it's, and, and certainly Kurstat's making the most of them giving them a, a lot of playing time here, totally. here with Thornton, so it's, it's cool for him. So my outside looking in, um, guys who I think are on the verge um, – Ooh, on the verge. Um, Jordan Westberg, who's had a great spring training. He seems yes. to be like the next man up um, in terms of middle infield. McKenna, you got McKenna already in there. Yeah, and in terms of infield, the only other guy I got kind of knocking on the door in the middle infield is Joey Ortiz. He's on the forty-man roster, um, but he's going to start AAA. But again, Westberg and Ortiz, they'll be interesting to watch. Um, I mean, that's going to be a good infield between Westberg, Ortiz. And Connor Norby, that's going to be a good infield for Norfolk. Pretty fun to watch. Yeah, uh, Kobe Mayo has been the, made the most of his opportunities, but he's still too young to even be knocking on the door yet, right? Yeah, I don't think – yeah, he'll be at Bowie, I would imagine, okay. to start the season. All right, but, um, but how about – let's talk about this outfield, specifically Kerstead. Because I know Kerstead doesn't have a whole lot of minor league experience, but he's got to be knocking on the door, right? Yeah, and the other thing that Kerstad has going for him, Josh, he's 24. Yeah, he's older. Yeah, because he missed that year, um, and he was a college draft pick. He was the number two overall pick. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's a guy that should sprint through the system. I, I don't think he played above high A last year, um, but I, everyone's talking about, like, he'll start at Bowie this year. That seems to make sense, and and – 
he might not last at Bowie very long. He might quickly um, make it up to Norfolk. But he's only played, Josh, 65 games in the minors. That's it. His entire career, 65 games in the minors, 22 at Dunmarva, 43 at Aberdeen. Um, and those numbers, just to be honest, his numbers at Aberdeen weren't good. But then he had the great kind of um, – was the fall league MVP and then just an amazing spring training. And so now maybe he's finally fully healthy and putting it all together. But, yeah, 24 years old um, – He's older probably than most the players at Bowie, I would imagine. I don't know what the average age is at Bowie, but but probably right around 24. So I imagine him to – I hope he dominates at Bowie, and then I imagine he'll quickly be moved up to Norfolk. And maybe at the end of the year, kind of like Gunnar Henderson, at the end of the year we could be talking about Hessen Kerstad. Right, right. And Kerstad's the guy. They, they sent more guys to minor league camp now. Kerstad's still up there at major league yes. camp. I mean, so they're giving him a long they, look, which is pretty interesting. The, and they're making it interesting. And they're, there's definitely someone in that office considering keeping Kerstead with the major league over McKenna or Stowers. Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe. Someone's, I, I don't know about that. But There's a reason they're keeping him around. I, well, know, I think it's more trying to hurry up and make for lost time because he's missed so much time. Let's get this maybe. cat as much playing time and I as know, possible. All, well, all the guys that are still up with the team now – Besides, like, Anthony Bamboom. Bamboom's there because they need a catcher. Oh, uh, who got a home run off Garrett Cole? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Bamboom? Yeah, that Bamboom. Uh, the rest of the guys who are still with the team are the you're knocking on the door guys. Well, and in that list, though, Josh, of, of in, infielders, and we can also add the back of first baseman, Frenchy Cordero, Noah yeah. Mazzara. You can also add Colton Kowser, um, athlete prospect, who's he leads the team in spring training in strikeouts and in walks. That's kind of interesting. Um, but only Joey Ortiz of all those guys is already on the forty man. So right. if you if you bring anybody else up, you're gonna have to make some room on the forty man as well. Correct. Something else to watch. Yeah, and Ortiz isn't gonna make the team. No. So Ortiz no. could be the way you make room on that forty man. He's not going anywhere off the forty man. You want to take him off? No, there's zero. Chance. Oh, because to take him off, does he have to go through waivers? Yeah, he he was okay. added because they want didn't want to get picked up in the Rule Five draft. Right, right, right. So I wasn't sure about the rule for bringing him off. Yeah, that, that's the interesting thing, Josh. For position players, um, like it's only Joey Ortiz that's a position player on the forty man that is not making the team. Got the it. rest are pitchers. So if you want to make room in the in the forty man, it'd be yeah, the top pitchers. Okay. Um, so you ready to move on to pitchers? Yeah, let's talk about this starting rotation. All right, this this one's tricky. And you talk about people. I mean, you mentioned before some of the hitters are haven't hit their way on like that. That hitters, Josh, that would that was probably yeah that 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 was. If you asked me the beginning of spring training, yeah, easy. I'm saying those same thirteen guys. Yeah, the bench spots may be a little different, but yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah, I think even the bench spots. I think, I think that that that's who it is. Um. The pitchers was where there's a, was a little more, I guess, kind of up in the air. And and for me, Josh, the pitchers, a lot of pitchers haven't pitched very well. Some have pitched well, but Kyle Bradish had a rough outing. Um, was yeah. that today or yesterday? That was today. Today was his first rough outing. Okay. And one rough outing, his ERA is now 8.74. It's, hey, it's what happens. Grayson Rodriguez, I feel like he's had like two rough innings. His ERA is 5.56. Tyler Wells. Has had a rough outing. His ERA is 8.44. He pitched excellent. He pitched really well today. Ty- Tyler Wells did? Yeah. 
Uh, Mike Bauman has an ERA of eight. So some of the guys we're talking about um, have struggled. Um, Austin Voth had an ERA of 6.75. Um, so some of these guys have really struggled. Brian Baker, of course, is ERA over 12. He's really struggled with the spring training. But in terms of starting pitcher, Josh, here's what I got. I got Dean Kramer, Kyle Gibson, Cole Irvin, Cobb Bradish, Tyler Wells, Gregson Rodriguez. I know that's six. I got a six-man rotation. I, I also have a six-man rotation as well. Let me hear your six again. All right. I got Kramer. He's my open day starter. Yep. Gibson. Yes. Irvin. Bradish. Wells. Rodriguez. I've got the same thing. Same exact rotation. I, I fought around with getting Watkins in there, but I ended up choosing Wells over Watkins because I think Wells plays better in your bullpen because I see that six man as uh, sometimes you use him, sometimes you don't. Sometimes well, he comes see, in for late relief. Of, uh, I, I see, see a piggyback, piggyback with Rodriguez, yeah. with Rodriguez yeah. specifically. I see a Rodriguez-Wells piggyback situation. That's what I'm seeing too. And I think... I also say that somehow you try to line up so that the home opener is Rodriguez. Sorry. You care more about stuff like that than I do. Um, yeah. And apparently more than John Angelus does as well. Well, I don't think, thankfully, Josh, it's the one good thing about John Angelos is he's not involved in any of those decisions because he doesn't care. <laughs> so that's a Michael Elias and Brandon Hyde yep. conversation. Yep. Just sell the stadium, give the money to Michael Elias and back away. Yeah. Um, in terms of bullpen, now, um, question, yeah, yeah, Tyler Wells, yeah. are we being a little uh, biased bias because he is a friend of the show and we really want to see him in the rotation? Yeah, because I look at his numbers and I say he can do this. I really yeah. like Wells and really want him to have the opportunity, but I think I'm biased. I, I agree. My other argument, though, more objective, is why would you invest all of last season? You have a whole season of him pitching really well. You have a whole season of building up his innings. Why would you spend all that time and effort building up the innings, having him pitch really well, to this year saying, nah, we changed our mind? Like that right. seems short sighted. No, that's I how want I feel too. Tyler Wells to have every chance to be successful as a starter. Now, if if this year he struggles, I mean, we have six guys. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you can easily move to the bullpen, but I, I, I want him to get a chance to, to pitch in an extended way. And as I say that, I kind of, do have him coming on the bullpen a lot. I, I see like a Grayson Rodriguez going four and Tyler Wells going four. Right. Wells, is, is, Wells is has there, pitched 10 innings so far, 10.2 innings, and he has a 169 ERA. That's not true. No, that's his whip. Yeah. His ERA is like 10. His ERA is 8.44. Yeah. And Watkins' uh, ERA with 13 innings. Is four point one five. I don't know why you're bringing Watkins so, in this conversation when we're talking about Grayson Rodriguez and Tyler Wells. Because I think Watkins, if that six man is a toss up between Watkins and Wells. Now, uh, Josh, if Wells isn't there, we're talking about a five man rotation. Then, then why wouldn't you use Watkins in the same piggyback role? Well, because I don't really care about Watkins, and I really, I really want to see Wells. In That's what I'm saying. It's biased. It's biased. What you're talking about, Josh. Uh, but if you Brandon had Hyde choose, did come out today and say yeah. that Wells will get at least one more start this in spring. spring training. Yes. All right. So I think, I think Josh, that could be significant. That start. Yeah, I think it's. I think he's a bubble boy. Yeah. If you had to choose right now, Josh. Yeah. Let's say they don't like the idea of six man rotation. Okay. It's which is very possible. 
um, and you had to choose five starters. Are you choosing Rodriguez, who has struggled a little bit location, had some bad innings, a couple bad innings? Are you choosing Rodriguez or are you choosing Wells? Um, Rodriguez still has a lower ERA. He's pitched 11 uh, innings and has a 5.56 ERA. He's still uh, doing well with the strikeout rate. The walks are high, though, Josh. Walks Seven are walks high. in 11 innings. The walks are high. I also have to acknowledge that me, Mike Elias, screwed up Grayson Rodriguez last year because I was too worried about bringing Grayson up at the right time. And I don't want to make that mistake again. So I will start with him on the team instead of making the mistake of trying to pull him up at two weeks or three weeks or four weeks and something going wrong. Yeah, I mean, this is awkward. If you're going to pull him up at the end of last season, it's hard to make the argument now that he was ready at the end of last season before he got hurt. Now he's healthy again, but he's not ready. That's a little bit hard of an argument to make. No, I'd much rather hear their argument that spring stats don't matter and put him in the rotation. Yeah, but that means our our boy Wells. I know. I know. It means our boy Wells is on the outside. Um, It also means D.L. Hall is on the outside. Now, D.L. Hall hasn't even pitched much this spring, so I find that really interesting as well. Who? D.L. Hall. Well, he just had his he, – because he was hurt. He just had his first appearance today in spring okay. training. Oh, was he hurt? I didn't realize he was hurt. Some lower back stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. I missed that. You know, the story is all about his hair, so his back I missed. Yeah. So, And so D.L. Hall for me is a guy that's going to line up to pitch in um, – to pitch every fifth day at Norfolk. Um, you could use the excuse that he's coming back late from an injury to spring training. That's fine. It's a convenient excuse. There's no room for him in the start rotation anyway. But yeah, I see him starting at Norfolk. So for my bullpen, locks, Felix Batista at closer. Uh, yeah, a lock. He seems healthy. He's pitching now. No concern there. Yeah, I feel like there's enough time now that he can get back healthy. There's no need to ramp him up more in spring. Like he's got he's had he's gonna have enough time between now and opening day to get to get healthy. Um Cena Perez, your your lefty back end guy, lock. Um, Michael Givens, lock. I think Austin Voth um is in there in the bullpen. I think Keegan Aiken has played well enough. To me Keegan Aiken went in as a little bubble boy. Yeah. But I think Keegan Aiken has played his way. He's he's good enough to go. Yeah. Also, the Vespi injury yeah. um, helped yeah. out, I think, Kigan Aiken. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Poe. starting the minors because of that. Yep. Andrew Poe Liddy, the, the Rule 5 guy from Boston. I think he makes the squad. And there's one more name on here. People think maybe Brian Baker, Michael Bauman's an option, Logan Gillespie has pitched really well in spring training. You mentioned Spencer Watkins. Josh, I'm actually giving the last bullpen spot not to Brian Baker – He's probably the favorite for it. I'm actually going Spencer Watkins as the last bullpen spot. Oh, you're taking a starter and you're turning him into the bullpen. He's going to be my long man guy. He's my long, long man. man. All right, because you don't see a spot for him in this rotation. And you don't want to he, – he's proved enough in the minors. Is that what you're thinking is? I think his stuff is good enough to pitch, but this year and going forward, I don't see how he can break the, the starting five. So All I right. think we need to convert him either into a, a long man or something else. All right, so Batista's are closer. Who's the setup? Who sets them up? Um, Perez. Perez? All right. Yeah. 
Where does Gibbons fit in? I think he's the seventh inning guy. Okay. So you're going Gibbons, Perez, Batista to close out these games. Yeah, where where's Dylan Tate? I'm I'm saying that. I'm thinking all I can think about is Dylan Tate. Did he did I forget Dylan Tate? Where's Dylan Tate? Let me see. Nothing. He's 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 he got hurt, right? Wasn't there something? What's I don't Dylan see Tate's any injury? spring stats on Dylan Tate. So why he, am I playing? Is he an elbow thing or something? Um when's That's yeah, Dylan Tate has an elbow Tate. thing. When's he coming back? That's what I'm trying to look. What it says he's really going to be silent for the first month of the season. Okay. Yep. All right. So he's, he's out for the first month. That, that's why Dylan Tate and oh yeah, and that happened at the beginning of spring training. Yes. Um. So, yeah, that's why Dylan Tate's not there, and and that's kind of a blow because then you're relying on. I mean, good thing we signed Givens. Yeah. That's going to be a Givens Perez Bautista situation. Right. Same type of role. Yeah. Um. Josh, are you going with Brian Baker? Do you have any thoughts on that last spot? Are you going with a Michael Bauman? Uh, I don't. I'd like to see Baker. I, I can understand Bauman. Um, I think Zimmerman could also be in that role as a long man guy. The Orioles seem to really like Zimmerman. Oh, yeah, they just sent him down, so he's not. Oh, they did. Oh, I missed yeah. that one. That was today, then, right? Yeah. All right. Then yeah. Um, you're giving me the choice of Bauman or Baker. I'd probably choose Baker, even though he has an area of twelve this season. I yeah, mean, I don't believe. I don't believe spring stats. All right. Yeah, may, yeah and, and and maybe it's better actually to have Watkins start at depth there at starter, and then if something happens injury wise or whatever, and you need to spot Watkins to be ready to jump right in the starting rotation, maybe be there. Yeah. I agree with all that. I think that's a good roster, good 26-man that I'm comfortable with winning games. Yep. Yeah, I feel good about that start rotation. I mean, I feel good about that whole whole roster. Now, I don't feel great about the spring training performances of some of our pitchers. but Right. Um, or our bats. And again, I like to think, I like to go with the side of spring doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, a couple guys who have pitched really well, Kyle Gibson has been fantastic this spring training. 14 innings pitch, three, uh, 13 strikeouts, area of 1.29. He's been fantastic. You wonder, yeah, um, Watkins look, has looked really good too. So, yeah, and we still have 10 days. So, so guys are still going to get some of their pitches in. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. But I think that's, yeah, a good 26 man. I'm real comfortable with the bench. I like our bench. I'm comfortable with our starters. And, um, I just this is that type of thing where we just need regu- we need real baseball here. We need to see if this rotation can can hold up against the likes of the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays. But I think so. I'm comfortable with this. I'm comfortable with going on over to my bookie and throwing some money down on the Orioles. I haven't yet. Have you bet any money on the Orioles yet this year? No, because I, I mean, if I get to Maryland and I go to an actual casino, I'm done with these shady websites. So. That's how I feel. I'm done with the shady websites. So my thought is, I think once we get into Maryland, doesn't like the DraftKings like money app work or the Barstool app or something work? As soon I don't as know how that works. If it works while we're in Maryland, I don't know. Like, what if your address and credit card and all that stuff is not Maryland? Oh, I don't know. Well, if the app doesn't work, I guess we'll have to take a trip down to um, the casino there. 
Yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely put some money on the over. For um, wins, on the win total. Definitely going over. I'd put money yeah, on the over, over for win total, and I'll put money on Gunnar Henderson for rookie of the year. Yeah. Those are my bets this year. Yeah, I don't know. Can, can you bet, like, playoff odds or something? Oh, I yeah. Uh, you can make a chance of making the playoffs. I, I'm all on board for that. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, uh, before we get out of here, we do need to start promoting because we're two weeks from opening day. Almost. Right. So we do need to start promoting that we're going to do a little meetup that first Saturday night home game because you and I are both going to be in Maryland. So we I don't are. Think we, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we are. We are. And we'll be <laughs> you and I game. have talked about this. We've decided it's too hard to do a bar or something, but we know it's Easter weekend, so that makes things complicated. But we know that both of us are going to the game on Saturday. Sure. We're both going to be there. So that is on uh, April 8th. Okay. So the game's at 7.05. So the plan is go buy your tickets, follow us on Twitter and everything. But we're gonna, the plan is, and we'll announce it more firmly leading up to it, but the plan right now is we meet up at the center field bar at like 5.30, 6 o'clock. All right. Game starts at 7. We'll be at the center field bar by 6 o'clock. That way we can meet up with all you 336ers, hang out, say hi, take pictures. Uh, the zany one, I believe, is going as well. We will confirm that. We will confirm that next week. But uh, that way we can do a little meetup because I don't know. It's rare for Matt and I to be in town together for a game. I don't know when the next one will happen, but opening day will be there. So you could find us or we'll do a meetup on Saturday as well. All right. That sounds good. So. All right. All right. A- any other thing going on here before we get out of here? No, let's get out of here. Uh, next week's the fun. Next week might be one of the funnest episodes of the year. Yeah, have you given some thought already into some of your bold predictions? I have not given thoughts yet. Um, okay, we got the new rules now, so we can go crazy. I may or may not have in Jorge Mateo hitting the century mark of stolen bases. I may or may not have that as a bold prediction, but we can get a little wild here with some of these new rules. <laughs> what new rules are gonna? F- what, what are you talking about? How are the new rules gonna affect bold predictions besides stolen bases? Well, you got to predict who's going to give up the most amount of uh, whatever uh, box for the time clock or whatever they call it. Josh, 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 Josh. I'm looking at all our lefty batters. I'm analyzing our lefty batters, how they're going to perform that the shift is no longer here. I'm Ooh, looking at the, the pitch shift. clock is going You're to right. add more pressure to the pitcher because he's not going to have time to think about his pitch or rest between pitches. I'm thinking about all these things. All right. All right. You're right. You're right. All right. Good point. I'm going to take these new rules into account and prepare my bold predictions for next week. All right. Good. All right. Make sure you uh, continue to check out and support BirdlandSports.com. Get your oil shirts. Order them now to make sure you have them for the home opener. I've got a big box on its way of like about a dozen shirts for myself to get me through this upcoming season. And uh, working on a couple new designs that will be coming up this week as well. Also, nice. continue with the iTunes reviews, as we said earlier. That's Operation Barry J. Gibbons. Yeah. You can support. You can go on 336.com, click support and support us on Patreon and everything too. We love the financial support. That definitely helps. But a simple thing like an iTunes review or spreading the word on Facebook, Twitter, shit, telling your friends all helps us immersely. Immersely is not the right word. Immensely is the word. Immensely. That's the word. Not yep. underwater. 
Even us old men um, appreciate a good iTunes review. So. Right. You might need to teach another old man how to use the podcast app and what a podcast is, but we're 10 years into this. I think we're past that point. Yeah, no, I One think day, most... Yeah, I think... I. You know, Josh, I turned on the radio today. Literally, the first time I turned on the radio in months, I, I was just... Because why would someone ever turn on just no. a normal radio? I hear the radio when it's taken a minute for my iPhone to click in. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, the podcast is <laughs> episode one, 10 years ago, we were recording the podcast, explaining to Matt what a podcast is. Now we're 10 years in. We got this. Yeah, I was going on um, tryouts for WNST. Now the, that whole idea seems seems silly. <laughs> Nestor seems silly. Yeah. All right, boys and girls. Yeah, you can do all those things. You can also follow us on Twitter for all our, all, all of our hot takes about the Orioles. Um, you can follow me at section three three six, and Josh would appreciate it immersely if you followed him. You can follow yeah. Josh on. You can be all immersed in Josh Sharoka at Josh Sharoka on Twitter or at Birdland Sports on Twitter as well. All right, thanks for listening, boys and girls, and as always, go O's and go USA. <laughs>